Welcome to the Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I am Greg Tito. I'm joined by Trevor Kidd. Hello, Trevor. Hello, Greg. We are sick today. Yeah, we're both. <laughs> I'm I'm dealing with some kind of crazy migraine, and, and and Greg is dealing with also some kind of like sinus headache thing. So yeah, it's a lot of post nasal drip happening. I basically, <laughs> I basically had like a gelatinous cube running down yes. my throat. Yeah, it's it's uh, that's th- thank you for bringing it back to D and D. Yes, <laughs> always back to D and D. We failed our constitution saves. We were attacked by gelatinous cubes. Uh, Whatever yeah. it is, we're not we're not feeling super great. But I, you are I, all awesome, Trevor. I need you to lay on hands on me. Oh, wait. That's, <laughs> that's an HR violation. Um, well, no, we're excited to talk to uh, uh, Rob Overmeyer from The Perfect World, uh, Cryptic, actually, rather, uh, who is making the Underdark for Neverwinter expansion. Yeah. Rob's a huge fan. We've had him on in the past. You guys will recognize his voice once we get him on. But he's he's a huge D&D fan. Uh, but yeah, he's been working on Underdark to fit in with the Rage of Demon stuff. Yeah, we're super excited about all that. We'll also have Alex Monet. From uh, the perfect world side of things, I think he'll be. I think he'll be on the call as well. So, yeah, uh, he's an awesome guy. I have hung out with him at, at many conventions now. Um, he also they're in their live stream D and D game, which is that's right. Is those, those, that's Wednesdays, right? No, uh, no, Tuesdays. Tuesdays. It's actually happening Today. later on. We're yeah. recording this on a Tuesday, but you'll get this on a Thursday. Uh, that's true. Probably on the day that uh, Underdark comes out uh, for PC, so you'll be able to check this out on the seventeenth of November. There we go. Yes. Uh, so yeah, this is the D and D podcast. Uh, please go ahead and give us a rating or a review on iTunes. Uh, it's the best way for us to uh, get better visibility, get more D and D fans able to learn about all the stuff that Dungeons and Dragons is doing. Uh, and uh, also, you can follow uh, Wizards underscore D and D for uh, on Twitter for all of your up- latest. Dungeons and Dragons happenings. Uh, Trevor, you're also on. on yeah, uh, I'm. I'm Trevor underscore Watsy, W O T C. Um, also, I should I should give a plug for Dragon Plus because if you want to actually follow everything we're doing, uh, sure. the coolest thing about Dragon Plus, which you can get in the App Store or uh, the, on the Go- Android, the Google, Google, Play. Google Play Store. Uh, is that well? The cool thing for me, <laughs> I may be biased, is that it aggregates all of our social media stuff and website stuff into this feed at the beginning, so you can always find out what we're doing, what we're talking about, what we think is cool. It's all right there. So yeah. that's an awesome, awesome little tool. All of our Twitters, all of our Facebook, all of our Tumblers, mm-hmm. uh, all get updated there. I wanted to give you a shout out. I talked to somebody today who gave compliments to the D and D Facebook t- uh, page oh. for it being super engaging and uh, uh, one of the most active brand pages that he was excited to be a part of. So lies, yeah, all lies. I was like, I gotta make sure I tell Trevor. That so that's cool. Yeah, that's yeah. always great to hear. Yeah, we do we do a lot of stuff there. If you're a Facebook fan, if, if Facebook if Facebook is Are your there jam. Facebook fans out there, like, like you're, I'm a you're, fan you're, of you Facebook. actually like Facebook. You go to Facebook's <laughs> Facebook page and like them. Yeah, um, I, I don't know, but no, if, if Facebook's your thing, we, we we yeah, we definitely we definitely post on Facebook regularly. We just try to like talk about cool stuff and art and talk about D and D. Would you like to tell me about your character? Go there, do it on the Facebook page. There's a new really cool uh, quiz you can take up there too. Yeah, we have the Sword Coast Legends quiz, which basically uh, the, it's it's you, you are sucked into a game of D&D, and you have to figure out what kind of character you are, uh, and it's based on the, the Sword Coast Legends uh, companions. And it's it's pretty awesome. It's written written in a little adventure format, so you have yeah. to make choices as you go. Uh, we've had fun with it. I think people have had fun taking it already. But yeah, it's, it's that's on the Facebook page. It's also on our website somewhere, so go awesome. find it. Awesome. It, it's really based on uh, uh, you know Dungeons & Dragons and Sword Coast Legends, of course, but mm-hmm. then also the Cosmopolitan magazine quizzes that you yeah. could take. Yeah, it's all the... Uh, I like how you switched to Cosmo there. Yeah, it's like, like totally Cosmo. <laughs> like, none, none of the personality quiz. It couldn't be like, like which Lord of the Rings character. You couldn't no, like no, take no, it there. No. You're like, it's, no, no, no. It's totally Cosmo. like 17 and those like teen What kind of sex girls? should you be having? Yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly. That's going to be my next D&D quiz, by the way. Right? Yeah, right. And then it will be like gelatinous cubes. Or <laughs> Are you a gelatinous cube in bed? <laughs> 
<laughs> find out now. I'm more of a tiefling in bed, I think. Oh, hey. Yeah. I, I'm trying to find something like, like I don't even know, <laughs> angry on the streets and like brimstone in the sheets. I don't know. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that one is. Well, I'll have to think of that one for later. See, we all of our best ideas come while we're recording the podcast. It really does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is our, our brainstorming sessions 101. This is actually how I do all my work. I wait to do a podcast, and then I'm like, oh, that was a good idea to do that thing I talked yeah, about. Yeah, let's, let's keep it going. Keep it going. <laughs> nice. Well, we're getting excited to uh, to talk to Rob and Alex. I think they'll be calling it any minute now. Any minute. Hello, Rob. How's it going? It's going pretty good. I'm just hanging out. It's a great day down here. How's it going with you? Pretty sweet. We're excited to talk about uh, Underdark. Uh, you guys have been working on this for for a while. How's uh, how's the development going? Are you, you ready? Feel like you're going to be ready for the 17th for today? Actually, yeah, because this is going to go out today. <laughs> Are you ready for today? Because if you're not, <laughs> what, why have we done this? Podcast? We're in danger. <laughs> Oh yeah, we're ready for the seventeenth, which is today. <laughs> <laughs> we, we 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 time travel a lot on the podcast, so it's it's cool. Yeah, we understand how this works. <laughs> yeah, development uh, has been going really great. Um, uh, it's always sort of a mad dash right up to the end, you know, where we've got uh, you know everything up on on PTS, and and then we're looking at final things, and you know, looking at whether or not a bug is a showstopper or not. Uh, but uh, absolutely ready to go uh, today, um, and uh, and give the fans. Uh, uh, a really cool experience with uh, some really cool content. Nice. So, what kind of stuff uh, can uh, uh, new players and old, and pay- players who've been with Neverwinter for a long time? What can they expect? Well, um, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, there is. Um, but some of the some of the the coolest stuff that we have uh, for fans and players alike, um, we've got um, a, a bunch of story quests to play that were uh, that were written by uh, Salvatore. Uh, Ari Salvatore, uh, well known author. Uh, uh, people may recognize the name uh, alongside the names like Dritzt and Brunor. Quint. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we have, uh, we worked with Bob uh, a while back on some really cool quest content. Um, and we got that in the game. Uh, and uh, the players uh, um, can play right alongside of and, and, and have uh, some well known characters come along their adventure. Um, it's very much the player's adventure, and they, they run into these. Uh, these well-known characters um, from uh, from the books. Um, that story is sort of it, it, that story that uh, that we wrote with Bob uh, carries the player into um, into the Underdark, where we start to tell the story of what's been happening with uh, with demons coming out of the abyss. Um, it's not the full uh, the full package. We definitely it's going to be a two-parter. Yeah. But in the introduction, um, the players are faced with. Uh, a huge threat in Demogorgon, uh, and they're going to play alongside uh, with uh, Dritzt and uh, a couple others to try to push back that madness and uh, the demons moving through the Underdark uh, on their way to the surface world. Uh, in some areas, the surface world has already been affected by uh, demons as uh, 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 tears uh, are starting to open up and demons are able to come th- through them. So there's, a, there's, there's an effect, basically, the beginning of the story is there's an effect that's happening on the Sword Coast as the demons move from the abyss up to the overworld. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, there's a ton more there. But those are really the, ba- the, the major beats um, we've got uh, for the fans. So uh, this tears opening up on the, on the surface world, are they going to just happen randomly in different zones that are in Neverwinter now? Um, yeah, they're in, they are in uh, a few of the zones. It's like, like I said, it's, it's not the full force coming uh, to bear for the demons coming to bear on the, mm-hmm. on the, the Sword Coast. Um, so there's some zones where they pop up uh, in heroic encounters. Uh, and there's even a chance that maybe some uh, well-known folks show up and uh, help you dispatch with these, uh, <laughs> these baddies. 
So, uh, yeah, you can go to, to several zones and you see them open up on uh, um, demonic invasions. Um, and you got to close them up. And, uh, and, and through that, uh, um, that action, as well as uh, going through the storyline and doing quests and then uh, definitely um, uh, defeating Demogorgon is how you make your way through. Uh, there's a campaign, the Underdark campaign. Um, make your way through there to get some uh, really cool rewards, items, boons, and, and the like. Um, so the, the main, yeah, Demogorgon's crazy. So Demogorgon's a big, huge boss fight. So 10, 10 players, you can go in there, um, you can queue up with your, your team of five, so you can have a, a, a tight five go in. Uh, it's a pretty cool fight. One of the cool things is about the fight, uh, there's the Demogorgon fight, and then there's demonic skirmishes, um, and even it carried across the, some of the heroic encounters. Um, there's, there's rewards based on how you do um, and, and you first come across the, the, the skirmishes uh, before you fight uh, Demogorgon. You start learning a little bit of the mechanics that you'll, that you'll need to master um, mm -hmm. before really being able to be super effective when you fight Demogorgon. Um, and there's things like dealing with madness, um, uh, uh, which manifests in a number of ways, but one of the ways is that uh, it actually locks out some of your powers. So mm -hmm. you learn how to deal with that in, in earlier on, and then later on as you make your way through the campaign, you finally get to Demogorgon. Um, you, you sort of know what to look for and know how to react to those things. And then as you get better and better at fighting that and you get better and better at the mechanics and master you know, not only the mechanics but the fight itself, um, the rewards get better and better. Uh, uh, so you, can, you get scored on each of the phases uh, across a, a bunch of the content. Um, the heroic encounters, the, the demonic uh, invasions coming up on the, on the overworld, um, they change and get harder or get different depending on how many players are there. So you want to get a bunch of people to get there together, get the, the best score and get the best rewards. Mm. You can definitely go do them solo if you want, but really, you want to group together and, and, uh, and really knock those demons out um, and see how those fights change. And then, like I said, you learn things about the big Demogorgon fight. There's, an, there's a normal Demogorgon fight as well as an epic version, and those fights are different. There's different mechanics there. So huh. we kind of we, nice. we turn a little bit on you. You might learn a lot, but this uh, Demogorgon's pretty crazy. <laughs> pretty crazy. He, he, he is of baboon. two minds. Yeah, right. You'd be like, listen, we're doing things yeah. differently this time. <laughs> right. <laughs> Depending on which head is uh, in charge, right? So the madness <laughs> yeah. thing is really interesting. So uh, uh, I was going to ask you how that was manifested in, in, uh, in Neverwinter. So it's interesting that certain – what kind of abilities get locked out? Is it random or are there specific ones that, that get locked out? So it actually it progresses. So it starts with um, – it starts with dailies and then goes to encounters. And then in the epic version, even your, uh, even your at-wills can get locked out. So you really you have to learn how to deal with that mechanic, and it can really affect your, your DPS if you don't pay attention to it. Um, additionally, tanks have a there's a, another mechanic where um, it's a, I think internally we call it a switch mechanic. But if you can't just have one main tank sit there and tank Demogorgon all the time, you have to switch out uh, because you get enough stacks of madness on you. There's a, basically a, I'll call it a shield break. Um, <laughs> and you just, just, you just get stunned and locked down. So you are not going to be an effective tank if you're just going to be the tank that says, I'm going to tank Demogorgon the whole time. You have to switch it out. Other people have to get aggro. So going in with two tanks is probably a good idea. Um, so there's, there's different things that, uh, that uh, the players will have to do. Uh, ranged, ranged players can definitely have, they have a bigger uh, view of the battlefield so they can call out when certain things are happening. Um, while you're fighting Demogorgon, rifts are, are opening up, uh, or tears are opening up. So if you can close them, uh, that you, you know you can actually manage some of the ads that, that come into the fight. 
Um, so there's a bunch of stuff for different people to do, but it's not just a straight up, you know, a tank and spank. That's not going to be a, um, a, a strategy, a strategy that's going to work very well. So like nice. I said, Demogorgon's got, he's crazy. He's got some madness. He's got some madness. <laughs> yep. Does madness does show up? <laughs> you, you mentioned madness like in, in earlier areas where you're dealing with stuff as it kind of leads into Demogorgon. Um, it, when, when it first manifests, it's, it's, it's just like a little like, oh, look, look you, you lost some of your powers. Is, is, so I'm guessing at first it's not as harsh. It's just like there's some crazy stuff going on. Yeah, exactly. And there's a, and there's a, there's a way to cleanse uh, that from you. You can get rid of it. So it's about managing that, maintaining it, and seeing mm-hmm. how far you can really push it, right? Can you go a couple more rounds? Why, can, should you just hold aggro and then deal with you know, some of your abilities being off while the rest of your team goes and cleanses their madness and then, and then you switch out and then you go take care of it? Yeah. And in the earlier stages, because uh, you know, in, the, in the lore we have, um, as Demogorgon has, has, has basically rampaged through uh, uh, Menzo and, and areas of the Underdark, he sort of, madness sort of permeates from him, right? So there's little tastes of it. And the skirmishes, they're down in, uh, in, in, uh, the, uh, in the Underdark. So you get a taste of it, but then you can cleanse it. It's not, it doesn't take over all of your abilities, and you don't get locked out. Uh, only some of, like maybe, uh, uh, like a daily would get locked out, but you can cleanse that. But the rest of your encounters and your, and your atwills are fine. Nice. So you get a taste of what it is, and then you learn how to uh, solve that problem. Uh, and then that problem becomes uh, more threatening later on when you play Demogorgon. I want to switch gears here a little bit. You mentioned the companions earlier, and Bob, uh, R.A. Salvatore, and several D&D fans out there would be, would be upset if I didn't ask this question. Can you kill okay. Driss and take his stuff? So, um, Driss never dies. <laughs> Let's be clear here. Driss doesn't die. Let's be clear. Right? <laughs> and uh, I don't think, uh, I didn't ask Bob, but I don't think it would go over very well if I asked if Twinkle and Icing Death could be just taken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was funny because in the, the Baldur's Gate expansion, the first one, right, you, you, can, run, you can run into Driss. Yeah. And people, people tried to kill him, and then they found a way to do it. Right. And he had his stuff on him. <laughs> so Bob was playing, and he was like, how do I kill? Like, he, he tried. He tried to, he tried to kill Driss and get his stuff. That's what he really wanted. We were talking yeah. to him about it. And he's like, I just wanted to kill him. And then someone online told me, and so I, I, there was a way to do it. I did it. Like, this is so awesome. I have his stuff. But then apparently if you, you, you can meet him again later in another expansion, he's, he's pissed at you because you, you, know, you, you killed, killed him and took his stuff. Uh, <laughs> but I just thought that was hilarious. Bob was like, I just want to kill my main character and take all his stuff. I'm like, hey, it's, it's, it's your dude. You can do what you want, man. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. So, yeah. Are there... Yeah, you can't take, uh, you can't take his, his stuff and, and kill him. Um, but you do play alongside. You, you definitely go on a quest uh, and, and, and learn a bit about what's been happening with some of the, the signature characters. Um, finding out that point, uh, uh, you know, what happened to point, um, is, is a, is an interesting point in the story. And it's like, like I said before, it's, it's kind of an introduction. We don't tell all of point's story, but you run into point and you work with point and then, you know, he leaves, there's something going on with point. It's up to the player to figure out what's going on there. And, uh, you know, and then we have plans for later on there being an extension of those stories to find out even more. Um, one of the cool things with working with those signature characters was being able to work with Bob. Uh, we talked about sort of his process and what he was going to do. Not, not his process was writing, and and we know where his characters are right now, but where they're going um, was uh, it was kind of still up in the air. So we have uh, another chance to to tell a bit a bit more of that story. Um, when the players run into to uh, Regis and and uh, uh, Brunor and uh, Dritz down in the uh, Underdark. They're, they're already trying to establish uh, a foothold in Mantle Dareth and, and trying to figure out what they're going to do. Uh, Dritz is definitely all about, like, well, I'm just going to charge in there and, you know, 
me and my magical panther are just going to own everything. Like, this, is, um, this is the Underdark. This is, this is where I kill things all the time. Right. Okay. Yeah, he's like, I got this. <laughs> um, but but what, we, what, it, what he ends up doing and what the player does are, are different things. It's not like the whole time you are part of Dritz's companions and you're following him doing things. Nope. This is a story that you are going to, you know, uh, an adventure that you and your friends are going to go on and you're going to meet these, uh, these characters uh, along the way. Um, in this first part. In the second part, you'll have a little bit more uh, story and finding out more of what's happening um, since Demogorgon was defeated. But there's more, uh, there's, there's more out there to be afraid of. There's more coming from the abyss. Yeah. I, there's like, there's a, there's a, the, the Underdark is a big place. There's also lots of demons and demon lords. So yeah, from, yeah. From, from what I've seen, and I haven't played anything but, uh, yet, but I have, I have read the story stuff and I've, I've seen the missions you guys are making. They're all, they're all awesome. It's, like, it's very much a, yes, these guys are heroes, and so are you. Like, there's, 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 there's some heroes doing stuff in the Underdark. Hey, look, here's a fellow hero. You may have heard of him. His name is Drist. Right. Um, uh, yeah. But there's a lot of stuff going on. I also, you, you mentioned the characters. Uh, before, before I was seeing the stuff that Bob was working on with you guys, I didn't really, I didn't really care that much about Point. Like, I'd read about him. You know, he was, he was, in, he was in the books. But I'm like, yeah, whatever. He's cool. He's a little crazy and kooky. Uh, but the stuff that he was doing with you guys, I was like, oh. Oh, this guy's interesting. Like, I actually actually care more about this character. So, it's been awesome watching uh, uh, Bob work with you guys. He was super excited, um, and the stories that have come out with it are really cool. So, I'm, I'm super excited to play those. Yeah, when he was when he we we had a you know opportunity for him to to come down to the studio and, and hang out and and uh, and just continue to pick his brains. Um, yeah, definitely the point story is is it's you know it's a bit dark and it kind of. Um, don't know where it's going. And the cool thing when, when talking to him about it, you know, uh, his, you know, and a lot of his interviews, you can hear it. Um, these characters have a life of their own and he's kind of waiting for Point to tell him what he's up to. Yeah. Uh, and that's just, that's just really cool. And it was, it was awesome to be able to sit down and, uh, and just be a part of that, not just that process, but that realization that, yeah, there's this thing, something happened in Point and that might have a, a, a long lasting impression on on his ability to even be part of the companions yeah uh what is he going to do he may go do something else entirely uh and that's that's actually that's something that as a, as fans here uh, you know devs and fans as well um we it was funny i we were kind of like that's amazing <laughs> but we didn't say well what about this could we just do this because we're just gonna, we need to have a quest and we need to come on bip, bop, bip, we need to wrap this thing up <laughs> um but it was like yeah totally Okay, cool. Well, just let us know when Point tells you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's right. Yeah, we had him on. Um, we had Bob on a while ago, and there, there was uh, on the podcast, and he was talking about how he'll he'll start writing something, and he'll be like, he'll go back and be like, well, I thought the characters were going to do this, but no, the characters went and did this thing. It totally wasn't what Bob was expecting because he does let his characters write the story. So that is cool to hear. Yeah, it's almost like he's he's improving a D and D session as he's writing these books. It's kind oh of man, it would be amazing, right, to have Bob. Just as a, just a running the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's, let's do a let's do an underdark based game with Bob running things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's well, basically what we're doing with Neverwinter? Let's be clear here. Under, underdark is basically that with with the the the, the quest you're going on with the companions and dealing with all this all this madness and and, and demon stuff. Yeah, so yeah. Playing Neverwinter, you kind of yeah. We like actually, that. it's really cool. We have a um, pretty soon we have uh, we're gonna uh, have a call with them and then and talking about those next things and and uh, I guess. Um, just bug him to see if any of his characters have contact 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anybody, um, anybody like, but, uh, sent you a message? We could yeah, exactly, right? We're yeah, like, text. so, you know, we're coming up. Uh, now the producer starts to sort of eke out a little bit, right? My fandom is sort of dying down. My producer's coming up. <laughs> but, all right, we got a schedule here. What's happening? Right. Um, Did you get a text from Drist? Actually, <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Did Drist text you? <laughs> um, but uh, um, we, uh, we want, definitely want to work with him again, and we talked about it a bit, uh, and there's definitely a, a ton of, of, of possibility there. So we're really excited about it. Uh, and we're probably going to start talking uh, or, or striking up that conversation again really soon. Nice. I think it's just really exciting to be able to get uh, this Rage of Demons storyline from so many different angles. I mean, Bob's writing his books with Archmage and Maestro coming out in the spring, uh, which you know touch on a little bit of, of, of this story. You guys are uh, uh, you know telling a little bit more uh, about how it's affecting the surface and 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 letting the players discover more about Demogorgon and everything that's happening down there and what's happening in Mental Dareth. I just think there's so many different avenues for people to get that story, and I think it's it's the little shades of detail from each one uh, uh, that that really bring them all, elevate them all to being like this mosaic of of different things that are happening. It's so cool. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's cool to see all of the stories coming together and then and, uh, being able to play them in the different settings is uh, is is really cool. Now I know uh, uh, Alex is playing in a uh, out of the abyss campaign. We're in the the adventure here uh, that that uh, we produced here for, at Perfect World. Have you been playing any of the tabletop role playing game? Uh, yes, we have a game starting up. We're not playing the Underdark stuff yet, but uh, there's a couple games going. And then we're gonna we're gonna strike up an underdark game uh, probably at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, it's a pretty light week for uh, um, our Thanksgiving week. Mm. Um, so so there's gonna be a few folks in office for the three days before the break. Um, so we're gonna turn that into a uh, um, a fun tabletop uh, quote unquote experience. research research <laughs> day. Okay. Guys, we gotta we gotta we're gonna out be some new things working. To do. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's great. We do, tend to do the same thing around the holidays, like uh, uh, the the winter Christmassy Hanukkah holidays and uh, uh, Thanksgiving. We do the same kind of thing. So it's like, listen, there's like half of us here. We should play more D and D than normal. For us, it's more D and D than normal because like Tito's running his live stream every week. Yeah. There's guys running lunch games all the time. Mike Merrill started one up Monday, so we may play a little bit more D and D than your your typical office. <laughs> that's right. So for uh, uh, some other stuff that the uh, uh, you know the more in tune players uh, have been playing for a long time, what what kind of you know you mentioned rewards a little while ago? What is what's some stuff that people should really pay attention to if they want to get the the best loot and, and continue going forward with uh, progressing their character? Yeah, there's a, there's a like I mentioned, there's the campaign, so you get some boons there, which are which are uh, definitely really cool. And then uh, we have um, um, we're mixing up a little bit uh, for the rewards this time around. Um, since we still have Stronghold, uh, and there's definitely really cool rewards that players are probably still working towards, um, we didn't want to come out with a whole new set of, of gear that was going to obsolete all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, if, you, if you think of, uh, think of a paper doll in, in Neverwinter, you've got sort of, uh, you've got your character. On the left side, you've got like your, your helmet, your chest, arms, main hand, off hand, boots, right? And on the right, on the right side of the, your paper doll, you've got um, your neck rings, um, belt, uh, shirt and pants, right? So you have your right side and your left side. Mm-hmm. So most of the really cool gear that players are really going for now in Stronghold is there's a bunch of stuff there, but that, but they're really going, excuse me, for the left side stuff. So what we thought of is, is we should, let's do something for the right side. It's been a little while since we've done that. So 
Um, we have a ton of really cool rings that c can only be uh, uh, obtained through um, the Underdark story, Underdark, all the content there. Mm -hmm. um, they're a bit situational. They're probably best in slot in some cases, but not all cases. Mm -hmm. And so we went a little bit broad and a little bit cooler in the rewards category that uh, are going to let players really sort of open up their theory crafting and build crafting. Oh, cool. Um, so it's a bit more situational. So we didn't want to replace everything or the players have been working for uh, in the Stronghold update because um, they're still working on that stuff. That's the Dragonflight gear. There are some other gear and things that they can definitely get that are cool. There's some transmute stuff and some other uh, uh, tier gear as well as there are some lower, those prices are going to drop on some lower tier gear so you should be able to get that easier to make your way up into the, uh, the uh, definitely the highest tier um, gear sets. Um, and then, yeah, looking at the, the stuff that comes from Demogorgon, it's these, uh, these really cool rings. Some of them are, they could be prob probably be some game changers in, uh, in some settings. Um, but they're, they're, they're a bit wacky. Um, some of them are based on movement. So like while you move, you have a buff. Or hmm. if you keep moving, you can have stealth. But if you stop moving, your stealth drops. Oh, interesting. Um, uh, and they're not necessarily all PVE rings, although a lot of them have really cool effects in PVE. Some of them are, um, will have really cool effects in, in PvP as well. Uh, one of the rings is uh, the Ring of Rising Defense, which is um, you, get, uh, you can get a bunch of defense stacks, um, which can definitely be great in a number of situations. Um, and then uh, on, the, on, the same, on the other end of the spectrum of things that are pretty situational, there's a ring that uh, you can get uh, when you get critted, um, you can uh, drop everybody's stealth around you um, or go into stealth, which is interesting. So, hmm. um, and then drop aggro. So if you're in a PvE situation and you're, you're a healer and you have this ring on, you can basically, if you get hit by a critter, you can basically drop aggro, drop stealth and go run around and they'll kind of lose you. Yeah. So it's a, it's a way to get out of there. Um, in PvP, you can imagine that being very interesting. Uh, a control wizard doesn't necessarily have stealth, but now there's an ability of a, something being placed on you that would, uh, so it makes it hard for other players to see you. That's, uh, that could be pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, so it's a bit situational. It's a, we're being a bit playful with uh, the types of, uh, of bonuses and things you get, um, with, uh, with the goal being, uh, let's, get some, uh, let's get some theory crafting and build crafting uh, back into the game. Yeah, that sounds really cool. I, I like the idea of, of like I use this ring in this situation, or when I go over and do this kind of thing, I switch to this ring. Or yeah. even if it's just like, oh look, this PvP match has X, Y, and Z, so I'm gonna I'm gonna switch to this because I know I'm gonna get stealthed up on. Like I like that kind of thing. That's cool. Do you find that uh, the the PvP crowd would appreciate that, or I almost feel like sometimes PvP <laughs> people try to 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 reduce. I only want to PvP all the time. I don't want to ever do anything PvE. Right, but then they but they, they want to reduce swingingness, so it's not uh, doesn't feel like being cheated or something like that. So is that something that you guys are, are are concerned about, or do you think, like you said, you just want to focus on getting more interesting mechanics out there? So we're definitely thinking about it. You know, right now we've got we've uh, we've got a PvP. Um, game and our sort of you know flow in that game that uh, at sometimes can be um, you know one direction um, and not to be confused with the British pop band, right? However, perfect place to drop the beats. Um, <laughs> uh, 
I think that I, I think that it it adds a little bit more a little bit more challenge if you if you just have the build that is always the thing and and nobody can really get a build that counters that adding some flavor into the mix might be the type of uh, of thing that needs to be injected into that gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not overtly overpowered, and it's not like you just shut everybody down. That's not what these rings do, or not what the gear does, not what the bonuses or anything does. But um, if you're if you're in a winning situation, it's not like there's an item out there that's going to shut you down completely or shut down all of your abilities. But, but it's almost like taking some of the abilities that other other classes kind of have mm. and seeing what it would be like if some of the pieces of those aspects of those were available uh, to to other classes. So I think it's about uh, about mixing things up and not really about changing the power balance. We're definitely looking at, at, at all of that and how that works. Um, but uh, these aren't giant power uh, power swings uh, in PvP. Right, in, in I these, guess uh, accessory items. Definitely on the, the the examples you mentioned, it's more. It would take a lot of skill in order to make those effective too. So, you know, uh, uh, that that makes it an interesting, you know, uh, uh, give and take rather than uh, you know, here's a weapon that will kill everybody. It's more just like a, here's a weapon that maybe makes this situation a little bit better. Yeah, imagine if you will, like a you know, you've got like a, a control wizard again using the control wizard because. Are I'm you a, are you a fan of the control wizard? I feel like. <laughs> so I'm a great weapon. I main great weapon fighter and and uh, sub warlock and control wizard on PC and then on Xbox it's trickster rogue. So you know perma stealth. Anyways, <laughs> um, uh, no, I don't. I don't perma, but it's you know other people do. Um, but so while while I'm playing and I I blink away on my control wizard, um, if there's a chance, right? And this is on 100. percent Those are just chances that if, you know, say something, somebody gets the drop on me, and then I blink and then get hit with a crit, and you know, uh, I I reflect some of that damage back. That's not game changing or game breaking. Mm. That's something that I've built towards dealing with a certain situation. Right, like, oh, I'm in a match, and it's it's all a bunch of like heavy crit classes. Well, what do I do to combat that? What what can I do? Um, and so, reflecting some damage back, or having a second of stealth, so the other player has to look around just for a second to see where I am, and then keep attacking. Um, those are just little changes in the moment to moment. But the 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 amount of time and the, the duration of those of those one on one combats uh, don't really change that much. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, that, that sounds great. I haven't actually done a whole lot of PvP lately, but that that fits what what, what I would expect. Like as far as uh, making the game more interesting, but not really being like, oh, look, this is the thing you have to do, or or there's just this random stuff that I can't I can't figure out how to deal with. So no, I, that that sounds awesome. Is there so you 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 have lots of guys? Is your your uh, great weapon guy is your is your main? Is what you're saying? Yeah. Are there things coming for any of the classes that are different, that's not just gear-related? Is there anything else coming in, in Underdark for classes? Um, so there's going to be um, some uh, small amount of housekeeping. But one of the things that we did in this module um, that's not necessarily player-facing is um, one of our deliverables on uh, the development team was creating the, um, the, uh, the structure uh, for class reviews. Um, we had an idea of class reviews, and we sort of we've always been cryptic has always been really agile and really on top of of getting those issues and trying to get bugs fixed as fast as possible. Uh, things that were exploits, getting those fixed as fast as possible, and not letting them sit. Sometimes you know they may sit, you know, just for. But cryptic 
and throughout its history has been about agility and jumping on things as fast as possible. And so we've done that a lot in Neverwinter and, and the other games as well when it comes to uh, class balance or class issues, uh, even if it's just a power doesn't work the way that we thought it worked. Um, so it's from, just to give you an idea of the spectrum of things that we've been looking at, mm-hmm. like, oh, the power was supposed to do this much damage, but it doesn't do that much damage to that power in combination with other power makes you know, this class completely OP in PvP and it's just a, a one-man show over there. Um, so we've, we've really we've rolled those out uh, fairly frequently. And what, what you see when you do that is you've got a number of changes that are hard to track and understand. And you really aren't looking at the root of the, root of the problem, which is probably something having to do with the class or the way it was set up. You're just sort of, you're sort of just attacking these small things. Um, and so what I wanted to do was, was step back and build a, a full class review process review that process and make sure it made sense and then sign up for classes that we are going to review for our next module. So um, there's nothing really player facing uh, about that. Um, but that was something that was really important for us and that's going to let us be able to pick those classes. And we do have a list of the classes that the players want to have reviewed first. Uh, Warlock is there, um, the Oathbound Paladin, Cleric. Um, I favorite great weapon fighter needs a massive damage boost. I don't know if anybody <laughs> agrees with, with me. Um, <laughs> Rob's the only one who thinks this. But. Yeah. Um, but actually, that one's not up on the list. The great weapon fighter, I'll even agree, feels, uh, feels pretty good. There's probably a few tweaks here and there that we can probably do. But um, there are definitely other classes that need to get a look first. And so we were able to come up with that process uh, and review it. And now we're really confident about being able to grab um, some of those classes and start pushing them through that review process and seeing what they really need and beyond just these, these little fixes here and, here and there to tweak problems. Yeah, no, like balancing classes in, in a long-running MMO, it's always the, it's always the love-hate part of like, oh, look, now this, hmm. thing, th- this thing came out and now it, changed, it changes the meta and then this guy's more powerful and now we have to adjust for that. And, and part of that's just the game, right? Part of that's just learning, in the PvP side of things, learning that like, here's this new thing. But yeah. also part of it is like, oh, well, this combines with this, like you're saying, to make this crazy thing, or this guy's underpowered now compared to these other people, so we have to address that. So I think most of us in the, in the MMO gaming world understand that uh, that, that happens, and we, and we, and we wait. <laughs> it sounds like your plan is awesome, though. Uh, like the, basically the gathering the feedback and changing the classes is cool. I do want to do one more Underdark thing before we let you go, because I know people are going to ask us if we don't get it out there. So we've been talking about the PC version of uh, Underdark for Neverwinter, yeah. uh, but we haven't mentioned anything about the Xbox. Do we have any, any date or date range we can give people for that? Uh, yeah, it's definitely going to follow the, uh, the uh, PC release. Um, we release in, uh, like, obviously today um, in November, <laughs> and we'll follow shortly after. I think it's probably going to move into 2016. Uh, and we're really trying to bring that uh, that date closer and closer. And I think we've done a pretty good job of being able to get closer and closer between uh, uh, our PC releases and our Xbox releases. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, the the gap is shortening. It's awesome to yeah, see. Really one, one day it'll be the same day, right, Rob? Right, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. That is that is the dream, and lots of pressure. <laughs> and lots of pressure. You also mentioned too that there's going to be uh, a second part to this this Underdark story. Is there anything you can talk about that? Yeah, it's a, a little bit for your, for uh, for you guys and the fans. Um, um, so we've if uh, for the longtime uh, players of of Neverwinter, um, starting with uh, the Tyranny of Dragons, we have these big stories that we tell in the in the the second part of the year, and they're told in two parts. Uh, we started that with Tyranny of Dragons, and it, and it and it felt really good 
for us, not only on the development side, but also in that being able to, to tell that story and, and to have a couple big pieces to it instead of just having one thing. Um, so we wanted to do that again with, uh, um, with the Underdark. So we have the first part of the story being released, and then we have a, a follow-up to it um, uh, soon after. Uh, and that's something that I think that, that, that feels really good for us. It feels good for the fans. There's a bunch of stuff in there to do. Um, if, you, if you look at all of the releases that Neverwinter has, we, we actually release a ton every year and you know, big updates and modules and stories. It's about four on top of events and new things that, that come up. Um, it's a ton of stuff that we put out. I mean, if you look at just this year alone, we have uh, in the top of the year, uh, we had M6 and Elemental Evil, and then we had all of Stronghold, and now we have Underdark, and then the next part of Underdark coming out. Those are gigantic, huge things that are coming to the game. Uh, and so that's what we're going to kind of keep doing uh, year over year is bringing, you know, not just that one update a year that has a ton of stuff, but multiple updates a year, I guess, that have a ton of stuff. I, I guess what I'm saying is I don't know how we do it, but we do. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of, you guys put a lot of work in. I know when you guys did the Tyranny of Dragons one, it was like, so there's the Tyranny of Dragons, the first part, and then there were events, there were like world events with dragons coming in and messing things up. And then there was the big Tiamat fight. Yep. And that was all, I mean, it was all put yeah, yeah. well together. That was, it was different beats it was it was it was cool and it sounds like you're doing a similar thing here with uh, the rage of demon stuff so yeah exactly so we have the we have this the so i guess the sneak peek for for the fans for you guys is uh um in the second part we tell a little bit more about, about that story with uh, with the companions and those well-known characters um and then uh the players will see a little bit more of the effect of demons on the world mm. um a little bit of the, and and I'll, I'll sort of abstract from that a little bit um just sort of um, make uh, my marketing team forget that I said these things. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we have, so the, for the, the, the folks that have been playing Neverwinter, uh, in, they've played Tyranny of Dragons, they've played Elemental Evil, um, and now they have the demons. Um, and if you really think about it, if you, if you sort of you know, look back at the Sword Coast, there is a ton of stuff going on, like a crazy amount of stuff going on. And it's all of these things are act are are now are happening now in the game, and there there are effects that are be you know I think logically would be beyond just sort of where they're at in modules, right? There are dragons, there are cultists, they are around the world. Uh, um, there is the well of dragons that's still happening. Mm -hmm. um, we've got you know we've got the help of Everesca down at the well of dragons, trying to keep all of that at bay. Elemental evil is. Still trying. They're not done. They're like, oh man, we didn't do it. Well, <laughs> let's World go home. We're cool. Cup's gonna come around in four years. We'll try it again later. <laughs> it's it's right. It's not that. It's this is all happening, and all of these things are. This is a, a a small space in the world on the Sword Coast, and gigantic forces are there. So we we kind of we kind of need to acknowledge that and see what's happening. What what effect are these for, if, forces having on the Sword Coast? The the, the players and the people living there. And also, eventually start talking about what effect they're having on each other. I'm pretty sure that the elemental cultists and the dragon cultists kind of don't, they don't really, they're not going to get along. And so they're, they're going to come together. And that's, that's one of the really cool things about us uh, and, and our game and the story that we can tell is we can start crafting those stories. Like, wow, what, what happens? We've got all of the, the factions, Harper's and Tarum, Lord of the Silver Gauntlet, all those guys. Mm -hmm. And... They're now faced not only with their original threat, which was the, the dragon cultists, but you got all this crazy stuff happening. And there's <laughs> right. more on the horizons. And this is, like I said, it's a very small space to have the crazy amounts of power yeah. just, just sort of hanging out next to each other. But eventually, they're going to start clashing. Yeah, you, you, so The bad guy deathmatch. That's a, 
yeah, so that's on us is to figure out what that effect is, and that's something that, that we're going to start telling you in the next year. Well, that's really cool. Yeah, I think that's exciting. I'm surprised by that. Because <laughs> awesome. my, my follow-up question was going to be like, hey, did you ever, I mean, I know as MMOs progress and the story uh, uh, gets more and more diverse, would you ever phase out certain parts of the story? So like, you know, as you mentioned, the, the dragon cultists, would they just, you know, those quest givers and those zones sort of, you know, get retired or, or whatever and brought in with, with other new things. But it sounds like you're going to go the opposite route and figure out how they work together. Uh, I don't know. That's kind of fascinating. Yeah, well, it's, it's really, um, it's, it's sort of a challenge for us. We, we don't have it all figured out. But one of the cool things is that we have an amazing relationship with, well, with you guys, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, these, uh, these wizards and, people. Yeah, those wizards out there. And, um we actually get to hang out and kind of geek out and think about this stuff. And so we don't have, we don't have the answers, but I definitely can't wait to sit down with, uh, with you guys and figure out like, what are we going to do? There's a lot of stuff and yeah. who knows, right? Maybe like, you know what? Something happened, right? All of the elemental cultists, they're just like, ah, you know what? It didn't work. And so maybe they do leave. What does that actually mean for our world? Uh, and that's, that's a huge challenge for us, uh, you know, making a, an, an ongoing living MMO, but it's actually super exciting. So it's not that we have an answer, but it's actually just a challenge for us. We need to figure out what we're going to do and, and what the impact of all those forces are on our game and on the players. Um, and I guess, you know, we meet regularly and talk with the design team and the story writers and everything up at WOTC. So, um, yeah, uh, I don't think that we'll be, we'll have to do that in a vacuum. No, we, um, I, guys, we I love meeting with you guys and having uh, uh, that that go between. We're we you know me and Trevor are not necessarily the people who are in on those meetings, but we hear about them all the time and 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 uh, are always super excited about the ideas that are that that come from the, the melding of minds between between cryptic and, and Wizards of the Coast. It's really it's really really awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm always super excited to hear how closely you guys work. Like like Rob, you know me. When I went down there and visited and I and I met you and like I got to see how how big big and a D and D you were. I was sold. Like this is awesome. These guys love D and D. Oh yeah, we're crazy into it. <laughs> All in. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Rob, for uh, uh, for taking the time to come and talk to us. We're excited about uh, Underdark. It's out now. Uh, you can download it on PC. It'll come out on Xbox in in 2016. Yep. That sounds good. Uh, go yep. out there, get get your Underdark on. Go go hang out with the companions. Go, yeah. Go go save the Underdark from a horrible horrible madness. And uh, and have a drink with Drista Orden for me. Yeah. <laughs> I approve. Yes. <laughs> Awesome, cool. We'll let you get back to uh, to work, Rob, uh, on, on part two of the Underdark story. Yeah. Thanks again, Rob. Yeah. We'll see you next Thanks time. For, yeah, man. Thanks for having me. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Great. Well, that was awesome. Yeah, it was good times. It's always it's always good to talk with Rob. I know, right? Like, I, I want to play in his D&D game. Like, I know he was running a D&D game back then. I, I want to play in his D&D game, see what that's like. He is... I, if you guys don't know, he's really into D anD D. If you missed all that, <laughs> if you couldn't get all that from he's, from he's, the he's like one of us here in the office, which is always awesome. But I also love how crunchy he is about like MMO design too. Oh yeah, like, I remember. You know, I was such a, a a big fan of of MMOs back in the the two thousands, and and uh, I love playing Neverwinter now. But it's just so great to hear those those old you know, terms of aggro and OP mm-hmm. and all those things. I'm like, oh, yeah, those are, like, from my old forum days. I remember that. It's great. Yeah, I haven't used the word tank and spank in a long time. No, like, oh, right. look, That was great. Yeah, yes. and right. he used it in a sentence, like yes. uh, like he was passing his SATs. <laughs> <laughs> Use tank and spank <laughs> in a sentence. 
<laughs> write 400 words on why you think control wizards are OP. Yeah. And I am super excited about the uh, the Underdark uh, story stuff they've got with, with uh, R.A. Salvatore. I yeah. keep want to call him Bob. We call him Bob in the office. You probably hear us say that all the time. He is R.A. Salvatore. You had if, him, if you called him Bob, he wouldn't hate you. If those of you who've been listening to the podcast, we called him Bob when he was here. It's, yeah. it's just a thing. Yeah, But like this, the, the story he, he's worked with him on for that is awesome. Like uh, Everything I've seen looks awesome. So I'm, I'm super excited for that. And it really is... I know every time people are like, oh, look, there's these, there's these like, best-selling novel characters in my thing. It's going to be all about them. It's, it's really not. It is really not all about them. So yeah. I, I don't want you going and thinking that because, well, you'd be wrong. It's just getting a little tidbit of, uh, of their background and how they're interacting with that story. But yeah, you're, you're, you're it leaves more of the story in there. You're the action. You're the, you're the guiding force. You're yeah. the people who are actually doing the things, yeah. uh, uh, the, the, the player characters. So. Well, you might, you might, I mean, I don't know what they went with, but, you know, there's madness being spread around, so it's, it's not like all the companions are in their, their best places. So you may have to step up and do some things. And because of the madness, you might think that you're them. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think that's where the story goes. That'd be great. Yeah. There's, there's you some are th- Driss Dorden. Oh, my gosh. I'm totally going to use that in my Out of the Abyss campaign. Think that you, you, yes. you are hallucinating yes. that, that you're Regis and, and, and uh, Caddy Bree and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I'm down. Some nice. type, of, type of spore thing that happens and yeah. you, you think you're, you're one of those. That's oh, my great. God. How awesome would that be? Uh, all right. Well, thank uh, you guys for listening. That was uh, uh, really great to talk to you, Rob, about uh, uh, Neverwinter Underdark that's coming out soon. Um, again, if you want to talk about the podcast uh, on iTunes, give it a rating, give it a, some reviews. Um, I am at Greg Tito on Twitter, so you can uh, message me if you ever want to have any questions about uh, this podcast or DMing or uh, uh, our Out of the Abyss live stream, which just happens on Wednesdays at uh, 12 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. Uh, so, yeah, ask me anything you want. Yeah, and I'm uh, Trevor underscore Watsy. I, I, I handle the social side of the D&D thing, so that's Wizards underscore D&D as well. Um, I will also pimp out the iTunes thing. Uh, make sure if there's something you want to hear from us, you either let us know, like, hey, we want to have this person on, on, on the show, or we want to hear you guys talk about this, or, hey, you guys haven't had Mike Merles on. Whatever it is, just, you know, let, let us know. And uh, we'll do our best to make it happen. If it's like one person wants to like talk about the mating habits of the lumber hoax, probably not going to do that. But <laughs> but you know, if, if if people have a cool idea, which maybe that is a cool idea. What are they? Yeah, no, I know. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. My brain is spinning. <laughs> <laughs> they actually lay eggs, and I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, just, just just hit us up. Hit us up on on any of those things we just talked about, and definitely let us know how we're doing on the podcast. Yes, absolutely. And actually, you know, some of us, some of you have already come out and uh, uh, given us some possible uh, guests, and we're we're reaching out to them right now. So yeah. it's, it's already happening. It's already working. It's it's going to be a thing. You guys are awesome. Thank you very much, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yep. Have a good one. <laughs>